Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm Stefan Sylvester. So, I got a question. Answer. What, how do you feel about the new Star Wars trilogy? And I don't mean episodes one, two, and three. Because <laughs> those aren't I mean, new anymore. They're definitely not, but they felt new to Can me. Can I they felt new to me when I was a kid, and leave him alone. That actor got death threats. You should be ashamed he of yourself. He should have gotten death threats. It wasn't his fault. If somebody offered me that job, I would have taken it. So I have now seen all three of the newest Star Wars movies. So yeah, episodes me, me seven, too. eight, and nine. And I want to know your thoughts, because I had some thoughts. I'm not a diehard fan, even though it changed my life seeing episode four in the theaters that absolutely changed my life that movie i mean it just totally rocked everything else that was going on at that time it broke so many records and it should have it should have because we all just wanted a piece of that action and the reason what i loved about it is it was the first movie that i remembered and i was a kid that everyone had seen I mean, even my mom and dad saw that movie because wow. because we talked about it so much that they had to see it, and we wanted to see it 17 times, so they didn't just drop us off, and they sat through it, and they are not movie people, and they're like, that was pretty good. Wow. So Seriously? Yeah, well, and I think my mom had a thing for Han Solo. So. Oh, well, I mean, Harrison Ford is very attractive. Yeah, so. I'm saying that as a straight guy. Yeah. You know? But it... So it, it it was fantastic, but I didn't become a super fan mm-hmm. so that I read the storylines and all this kind of stuff. So w- when people would criticize, I I when I go to the movies, I don't know whether my what my expectations are low. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I like movies. Yeah, me too. So sometimes when people will be like, that movie was horrible. I mm-hmm. what a waste of my life. I've not I've said that very few times. Yeah. Most of the time I just like the movie. I like okay. movies. So all this leading to leads to that when I saw all of these films, some people were like, That was trash. I cannot believe this. Okay. Disney, you're horrible. I'm like, right I liked it. I liked I mean, all it was the, okay. I liked all the personal attacks on Kathleen Kennedy, you know? Why? No, I'm kidding. I'm saying that that's that's where a lot of people were directing their anger. Well, why? I don't know. She's I think because an she was actress. She, Back no, 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 no. Off. Kathleen Kennedy, the person who was making all the creative decisions from on oh, high for oh, Disney. Oh, I thought you were talking. about Who's the actress that did that played Daisy Ridley? Oh, yeah. nobody, nobody has a problem with yeah, her. I like they her. have a problem with I the like way her that her. They have a problem with the way that her character is written. But she's an unbelievable actress. Yeah. So I liked it. I mean, when people are like, oh, well, that they went away from the gospel of Star Wars. The canon. The canon. I'm like, you know, <laughs> creative it's, license. It's nerd gospel of Star Wars. Thank right. You. It's creative license. I mean, yeah. yeah did Were there parts where that kind of dragged a little bit? What Was I upset? Spoiler alert. When No, no, no. Don't, don't do that. Okay. When certain a certain character died? Yes. I was very upset about that. Yeah. And I mean, it it, it was one of those things where I, I kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I ate some popcorn. I felt like, yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. Do I want to go back and watch them all? Because here's the difference. 
I don't granted it's a little bit longer because it's we're talking nine films. Yeah. But if you offered tomorrow for me and you to watch this the Lord of the Rings director's cut all in from a row to finish. from start to finish 12 hours I would be in. Yeah. Because it's awesome. And but I've done that twice already mm-hmm. and I would do it again. Those films are so good. See, that's what I'm talking about. The difference is when people are like, we should do Star Wars from start to finish. Because then the question is, all right, well, are you going to do it episodes one through? Because, or are you going to do original films first? And then yeah, where does... Yeah, how, how they were released. I where mean, does Rogue One fit in I there? don't know. Because it raises a lot of questions are that don't make sense watch for the, the plot of A the New solo Hope. film? And, and la, 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 what about these side character things? I is the know. Mandalorian in there yeah. for some reason? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway... So I tried, I really liked The Force Awakens. I tried really hard to like The Last Jedi, but I couldn't. I really, really disliked it. And I I did not think it was very good at all. Because this is is my issue that I have with it. So I'm not a a nerd super fan of Star Wars in terms of knowing, well, I guess I I kind of am, but not like on our friend who's your age who went to college with you's level, who's a teacher. Right. Um, shout out to you know who you know who you are but he is a fan in a way that I, I won't ever be I mean I just I, I can't get to his level mm-hmm. but I do know that on some level of interacting with the characters and knowing what I know about their backstories from reading some of the extra parts of the Star Wars world that people have written books about there were things happening in The Last Jedi that didn't make sense mm-hmm. for the characters that had been created. And I have a problem with that because I'm a storyteller. I'm a songwriter. Okay. And so if I... It's the equivalent of if I write a song and the first verse is about this guy who has just broken up with this girl and he's really sad. The second verse is about all these things he does because he's sad. And the third verse is like about a pony. <laughs> That is a great analogy. That is a great analogy. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't necessarily mean that the verse is bad. It could be an awesome verse. And the About pony, that pony. That pony's awesome, but also... And it makes me cry. Where did that come from? Yeah. You know? Okay. That, so it, I get where you're going. And then that you go back to the chorus, sense. and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. That it's the makes same a lot cor- of sense. Time out. Are these two different songs? Right. And so that was my issue that I had with The Last Jedi. Okay. I was like, there are things okay. happening that in the larger context and of what I was created... I didn't have any problem with the disconnection. I, I didn't because I think it also had been such a long time in between me watching the films because I you know it wasn't a t- thing where it's like I rushed to the theater to see it and maybe if I watched them all in a row I'd be like huh and I cock my head and go mm-hmm. uh, what's the pony and they tried to retrofit a bunch of that stuff in and I say they I don't know who was making all these decisions mm-hmm. but someone tried to retrofit all of the weird decisions that were made with the Last Jedi into the rise of skywalker and i really felt like it didn't work now the rise of skywalker was a really fun and enjoyable film to watch but i was like eh, this isn't really a star wars film anymore i mean they have lightsabers and stuff and they use the word jedi but this doesn't feel okay. like a star wars film fair and again i don't even have issues when people say that when they have these criticisms towards these films it's like you have every right but i think yeah but i didn't i like, don't want anybody to get mad at me because i was like yeah that was all right no, they shouldn't get mad at you. That's crazy. Because some people are like, oh my gosh, I well, can't believe you say that. That's It was negative 5,000 stars. Wow. Negative 5,000. 
Hmm. And I'm like, um, I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> if I had a lightsaber right now, I would cut off your head. How dare for saying you? that? Like, Can't believe why this. Why don't you just calm down? Right. Like, you do have other interests in your I, life, right, man? I mean, the popcorn that I was eating was good. Can I say that? Say hi to your mom for me, bro. <laughs> so leave it in know. the comments how you feel about Star Wars. Yeah. Punch it up. Let's do this. It's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we do self-analysis and at whatever time in our lives, but we're, when we're looking back and we're looking at those periods in our lives when we possibly maybe struggled with something, I always think of the exact same thing. Because when I'm looking back, I remember, because it was such a key event in my life, okay. when I finally came to grips with the fact that I was a compulsive liar. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was, I don't know where it started. I don't know how it happened, where I was able to get away maybe with some lie, and I was probably shaking when I did it, and I got away with it, and I got a rush from it. And I thought, okay, this is awesome, and I'm never going to tell the truth ever again for the rest of my life. Okay, well, hold on a second. How bad are we talking here? It, it was to the point where I could never say the words in a row, I don't know. Seriously? Never. Really? I would make something up. Now, this was before the internet, before everyone was walking around with their smartphones with Google, where I could be fact-checked and you know, thrown into a corner and, and people could slam me down. Some people were skeptical about what I was saying, but I would read their skepticism and then throw something else out there and do percentages. And, Interesting. And I, I got so good at lying, I was better at lying than I was at telling the truth. That's kind of terrifying, actually. It, it was really bad. And as an actor, I could get my emotions involved. So mm -hmm. if people were like, I think you're lying, I could start crying on, wow. and go, I just can't believe that you don't believe me. That's awfully manipulative. Oh, it was, it was terrible. All the way, it got a little bit better my senior year where I tried not to lie as much, but I finally got thrown down. I mean, just got called out on the carpet when I was a freshman in college. Went, went all the way to there. Wait, so what was the situation? Do you remember? I do. It was, I had a spiritual director. Okay. And we were talking, uh, you know, and he was trying to get to know me and, yeah. and we were <laughs> saying some stuff and I, he said, well, wait, what did you just say? And I said something, I don't even remember exactly what it was. And he goes, you're lying. And of course I wanted to look at him like, what's the big deal? Like I lie all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and I said to him, no, I'm not. Oh no! And and he goes, no, you you are because you you said something completely opposite to that last week because we met weekly. And I was like, no, I didn't. And I'm thinking, you're an old guy. You're not going to remember. Yeah. You know, I'm 18. Like I'm I'm at the top of my game. Yeah. I was a and I'm an awesome liar. Like, oh no! Like you you get out of here. I see. And, and I'm not going. saying that he was like Padre Pio and he could read my soul or something like that. Well, but those he old knew, priests. I don't but know. He knew that I was lying. Mm -hmm. And then he just said, we're done here. And I'm like, what do you, he said, I said, what, what, what do you mean we're done? He goes, if, 
if you can't be honest with me, and then I can't trust you, and then I can't be your spiritual director. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, wait, it's not like you, I don't know, the, you, the term wouldn't be you're firing me, but it's like you're, you're, you're letting me go? You're, you're letting me go? Like, and, and he goes, yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't upset. Mm-hmm. He was just very matter-of-fact about it. He, he was just like, well, if Was you, he a spiritual director for a lot of people? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, then I'm sure that it, oh, <laughs> he was, that was probably of, totally normal. Yeah, yeah, tons of people. He's just like, well, yeah, I mean, if you can't be- It's like, it's not going to work. Yeah, if you can't be honest with me, uh, you know, you can't, you can't lie to me, bec- then this, this just won't work. Dang. That had to be and, so and I go, well, well, And I said, well, wait a minute. And he goes, no, 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 we, we're, we're done. We're done. So I left, and I didn't know. We had a regular weekly appointment. So when that rolled around, I didn't know what I should do. So I went, and I kind of poked my head in, you know, because there were people coming in and out of his office, like, basically every hour. And I said, his name was Father Goss. I said, Father Goss, am I supposed to come today? And he goes, are you going to stop lying? Wow. And for whatever reason... I would have normally, in the past, just gone, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. because that would have been a lie. But I felt like I had to tell him the truth. So I said, I'm going to try. And he says, that, that's good enough. Okay. That's good enough for me. Come on come on in. Cool. And it, it was this cleansing time where then he could directly ask, like, when do you think this started in your life? You know, why is it so difficult for mm-hmm. you? And it wasn't like he was... A psychologist where we could find the root. Well, like, yeah, this, but I mean, this is the event that happened in your life. If he's an, Why? Ex- if he's an experienced counselor, which it sounds like he was, he then... he he had his chops. I mean, he knew what was going down. Right. So, so obviously, after that, soon after that, we were in a social situation, and like I said, none of this had to do. I I didn't think it was ever a big deal because it wasn't like I was saying, you know. To, you know, don't take that medicine because you, it'll kill you. I mean, it was, it was never life or death situations. <laughs> it was just basically to inflate myself, to right. make myself seem a little bigger, stronger, faster, yeah. you know, to get a little bit of attention, I guess, is what I was going after. And I didn't realize the, the longstanding effects that it would have on everything in my life. I, I, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Well, who does when they're 18? Well, right, but I don't know. Some people are are cool and they know what's going on in their lives. So soon after that, we were in a social gathering and something happened again. I don't remember all the details, but I remember someone turning to me and they they said, well, Todd, what do you think? Hmm. And I had to say, I I don't know. know." Yeah. Dude, it, first of all, it rocked me, but it felt so good. It Hmm. felt freeing. It was incredible. It was like chains were falling off of me. That's pretty intense. And it was awesome. I, I, I'm so grateful. Father Gus is now deceased. And I'm so grateful to that man for really calling me out in a gentle way. Yeah. Because ever since then, and I'm not saying that I've gone perfectly always telling the truth from now on, but I catch myself. Like I've even apologized to people I've gone back. I remember I said to someone one time that I'd gone to a concert or something, at, and I really hadn't. And I don't even know why I said it. It was just the old me coming out. And I went, I turned around in my truck, and I went back. And I knocked on the door, and then she's like, huh? I said, I lied to you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, of course, they were like, big deal. You know, you just said Who that you'd cares? gone to the concert. It's like, well, yeah. I care. 
you don't understand. This is the old me coming out, and I don't want that. So sometimes it, it tries to come back out, and yeah. I'm like, nope, not going to go there. Mm. Interesting. You know, I think that... Well, what I'm what I'm processing right now is I used to do something similar, which is just to exaggerate in stories, and I did it when I was a teenager, and then I don't remember there being a moment when I stopped doing it, but right. sometime in college, I completely stopped exaggerating. Right. And I'm not sure why, but I think I just sort of grew out of it. I don't know. Yeah. And I guess some people... I would hope that that's the case with most people. I would think. But I've also met people who are adults who still do that. Yeah, because you can tell. Yeah, and you it's so obvious. And you're if, if you're having a polite conversation, you obviously don't want to call somebody out, especially if they're not a close friend. Like if it was a close friend of mine, then obviously I'd be like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> like The fish wasn't that big. Bruh, stop. But I can only do that with close friends right. because then... Even if it's a little embarrassing for them, we can almost turn it into a joke. Right. And then we can seriously talk about it later. But I know adults who say things where I'm thinking to myself, I know for a fact that's not true, yeah. what you just said. Right. But I'm going to let this slide because it's not my place to, like, I'm not your spiritual director. So mm -hmm. what are you supposed to do? But for me, honesty became a really important thing once I got to a place where I liked myself. Mm. And once I got there, being honest wasn't an issue. Yeah. So I can see why somebody might be in a position because of a number of different things. I'm not sure why people get to the places that they get to where they don't have a decent amount of self-esteem or don't think of themselves yeah, yeah. well or whatever. Uh -huh. Don't think highly of themselves. I can see why they would easily fall into this. What's the big deal? I'm just making myself look a little bit better. So... For me, I think that I bypassed some of the impetus to do that because I really did. And this was an, the opposite problem, right? So we've talked about pride on the podcast before. I liked myself a little too much in college okay. and thought way too highly of myself mm -hmm. by the end of it. And seminary was really good for me in that respect, by the way. But while I was there, boy, did I think I was incredible. And I was not in a lot of different ways. So for me, I stopped lying when I stopped caring what people thought of who I actually was. But then I sort of went the opposite direction of thinking so highly of myself that I didn't think there was anything that I should improve or change. And that was yeah, I guess equ equally it's a, problematic. It's a balancing act. So I don't know. I mean, we're talking, we're talking about one specific type of lying here. But just in general, I think everybody lies. Everybody lies a little bit unless they're just a deeply honest person if that characteristic is ingrained in the way that you think then you're probably somebody who doesn't even tell little lies yeah but i tell white lies all the time mostly to my kids and well give some examples so that people know what we're talking about here okay so there's there's this idea in psychology called and now I'm going to forget the word. <laughs> but there's this thing in psychology that Dr. Jordan Peterson talks about quite a bit. It's expedience. That's what it is. So you sacrifice some things for expedience. And basically what that means is the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And as a father, one of the ways that I do that is if my kid asks me a question that I know I could give a long and detailed answer about, 
but there is a different answer that will be just as satisfying to them that I can further explain at a later time. Okay. And that takes five seconds to say versus taking five minutes to say. Okay. Because they're a toddler and I know that it'll be difficult for them to understand this concept. This is what I think about as a father, by the right, way, and right. a philosopher. Right. It's like, yeah. Thanks a lot, brain. But, <laughs> but, I go through this process, and a lot of times, this is a source of tension for my wife and I, because I'll just say something to the kids that is obviously not the whole picture, if they have a question about something. Well, again, you got to give me an example, because now okay. I'm thinking you're going to be saying, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that kind of thing. I mean, like, when a kid goes, what happens when someone dies? Which my four-year-old did the other day. Okay. Like, what happens when someone dies? And I was just like, hmm. Well, they go to be with God, and then that was it. And so, What's there's, wrong with that answer? Well, that's the that thing. Answer. There's more to the story, and no, but I don't consider that a white lie. You're, you're talking about being truthful. That's, okay, well, that is being truthful. Let me give a better example then. Yes. So, one of the kids asked the other day, "Hey, do you know about this thing in this book that I was reading? Do you know about this?" And I said, "Yes." I had no idea what they were talking about. Okay. And I did that because I was right in the middle of trying to wash dishes. And you, right. And, and so I needed it. to keep okay. focusing on it. And so I knew okay. that if I said yes, that they would leave me alone. And it's not like I never let my kids talk to me or ask questions. I try my best to interact with them with respect, mm-hmm. meaning that if they ask me a question, then I answer them honestly and helping them to understand what the actual answer to their question is to the best of my ability. But there are times when it's quicker if I just say something that's technically not true, okay. but will it's it's sacrificing that for expedience, okay. for being able to practically function. Now, I would hope that a lot of people are making decisions to like use little white lies for that purpose, but I think that a lot of people, unfortunately, are using white lies in order to allow themselves to continue sinful behavior mm. when they really don't want to address it. Yeah. Or they, I know some people, because I remember somebody who was like, Todd, you know, I wish that you wouldn't be so honest at times. And they were doing it so that they wouldn't have conflict. It was conflict avoidance. Be, because they, they would say, well, instead of saying no, why don't you say maybe? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's not maybe. It, the, it is no. Now, is, sometimes it is maybe. Because yeah. I've even had your youngest brother, Andrew, who's nine years old, will say, hey, Dad, can we do such and such on Saturday? And I'll say, maybe. And he'll turn to me and go, do you mean maybe? Because he, he knows that maybe oftentimes ends up no. being no. Right. But it doesn't mean no. When I say maybe, you I really mean, mean it. Mm-hmm. Like I now, because of that experience that I had earlier in my life, I, I'm hypersensitive to telling the truth. Yeah. It's so much so that it gets me in trouble at times. <laughs> you do, I, the classic example, does this dress make me look fat? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it does. Or that's not the best dress on you. Yeah. I may, may not want to say yes as harshly, but I'm going to say yes. Yeah, That's not think, a maybe. I think there's an amount of bluntness. And you also have to consider the the pathos, right? Or no, sorry, that's the wrong word. The ethos, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. The you, you have to consider the ethos because there are some aspects of culture and conversation where people are looking for something by asking the question. And if you answer them honestly, according to the letter of how they asked the question, you're technically telling the truth, but you're also not giving them the thing that they're looking for. Okay. 
And so I think that's an important consideration here. Being bluntly honest is not always a good thing. And I agree with that. And there, I remember in ethics classes where they were talking about whether the person even had the right to the truth, where you get the Nazis coming and knocking at your door, and do you have any Jews hidden in your, in your home? Yeah. And they would say no. You know, I, I know there's, there's going to be some people that are going to leave comments and go, ah, the, you lied. You lied right there. You always well, have to tell the truth. No, 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 because we didn't say that you always have to tell the truth. I don't think we, either one of us has said that we're, yet. we're not saying that. We're, we're saying, though, that are you being honest? Yeah, and honesty is something completely different, I would say. Yeah, because it, it really does attach itself to, I think, the heart and soul. Yeah, so the truth is the truth. And there's no changing that. And especially right. if you've studied philosophy, then you understand the difference between subjective and objective. Objective truth is pretty harsh. Yeah, it's just written in stone. Yeah. And even if it's something where you're asking for someone's opinion, if you give them your actual true opinion, oftentimes it is quite harsh. Yeah. So telling the truth is not the same thing as being honest, in yeah. my opinion. That's and, like when people come to me and they go, all right, I want you to listen to this song and I want you to be honest about the song. Oh, geez. Well, before they even start the song, and you, you, you'll know this. Because I do the same thing. I'll ask, what do you want to do with the song? Yep. And they'll be like, well, I, I don't know yet. And I said, no, I can't judge the song mm -hmm. until you tell me what you want to do with it because that is superbly important. If you just want to sing this song to your grandmother for her birthday, then and you're going to judge it differently. Then I'm going to tell you that the song is probably is wonderful because yeah. your grandmother's going to love it. Mm -hmm. If you want to become a recording star in Nashville and you want this song to be a hit, then you know from personal experience I'm going to come down hard on yeah. on it on whether it's a hit or not. Excuse me. And I'm thinking of me, not of you criticizing me, which was really helpful at the beginning of my songwriting career, by yeah. the way. So thank you for doing You're that. You're welcome. Being bluntly honest is good sometimes, kids. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> and but, eat your broccoli. But here's the thing. There are some, because I'm a songwriter, there are some songwriters that I have sort of done the soft back away from. Right. I haven't said like, I will not write with you anymore because that's dumb. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I don't want to burn a bridge just because I don't, feel comfortable writing a song with somebody, but I also am fine with saying, well, I'm not going to reach out and ask for another session with this person. Right. Because if I say, hey, what if we change this line of your idea to this? And they go, no, no, no. I don't want to change anything about my original idea. And I go, okay, then we can't really write together. Yeah, Because the whole point of writing with other people when you're trying to make something beautiful together mm -hmm. is you have to be open to all of your ideas being changed. Yeah, And if you're not then what are you even doing? Yeah. Why are you writing songs? But our recommendation is to kind of look at those areas where we're communicating to people and are you being honest with them? And then the other important thing is, are you being honest with yourself? Oh my gosh, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. It is it a whole other conversation, but we have to touch on it because the whole aspect of honesty is, am, am I realizing you know, who I am what I'm made of, what I'm capable of, what what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, and both both of that, by the way, because for me, it's easy to focus on the weaknesses. It's easy to focus on the times that I've messed up in my life. I think about how how many years that I taught school. The the most vivid memories that I have were my total screw ups. Yeah, where where I would get upset with the students and and say something that was harsh, or or when I would give a very crass answer or something and. And those are the things that I remember. 
Yeah. Which are, are terrible. But that's I, the way that I lean. Now, some people are not being honest in the other way, and they're not looking at anything that, that in their life is, is hard. It's, but that, that's where we have to kind of look at, are we being honest? Are we being honest yeah. with ourselves, or are we being honest with the world? So from top to bottom, considered practically, it's more than just telling the truth. You have to be able to understand who you are in the spectrum of who you are right. in terms of strength right. and weaknesses. And then you also have to understand, like you have to be able to read the room yeah. in order to be honest with people. And that's the real skill. Yeah, I think that understanding how to tell the truth is just the first step in learning how to actually be honest in a way that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Because that's ultimately what we're trying to do is be helpful. You're trying to help people to grow in some way and I think that there have been, I can count on one hand probably the number of times where I felt like I needed to be bluntly honest with someone. Mm -hmm. And all of the times, it was with somebody that I was already very close friends with. And I would never do that with somebody that I wasn't close friends with. Yeah, and that makes sense. That makes sense. So you have to understand what we're talking about here is saying what you actually mean. And at times being a little transparent. Yes. There's a guy that kind of came to me one time and he wanted me to mentor him. Mm-hmm. And he's about 15 years younger than me, like I think his oldest kid. And I was in high school. And he came to me and he's like, well, Todd, you, you, just, you just seem to have it all together. And I said, that's a lie. That's, yeah. a, that's a false front. I don't have it all together. I do have some good habits in my life. And if you instill some of these habits, then that's good. And he goes, all right, what do you recommend? And I said... It's really important for me to stay in active things that, that are going on in my life. I, I have a lot of I have a lot of projects going on. Sometimes I allow myself to get a little too far in and engrossed in them, a little, little overwhelming. Sure. But I said it's not good for me to have a lot of free time or leisure time that's where I'm not around other people. And he goes, I don't understand. Why not? Don't you need some downtime? You know, I'm not, we're not talking about you know our last podcast. We're talking about quiet time. I'm not talking about ten minutes. No, I understand. I'm what talking you mean. about if I've got two hours where it's you know unsupervised, and you're just gonna chill and do nothing. yeah, I'm just gonna chill and do nothing. I said that's when I really get stupid, mm. and he just started laughing, and and I said I'm not joking. I'm like, I, I just, I, I get really stupid and it is a slippery slope. It is fast and furious. Yeah. And, and, and he goes, wow, I, I just never, you know, got that kind of honesty from another man. Yep. And I'm like, well, that's, that's where at least I go. I don't know if anybody else struggles with that. but Well, I, I think that's really what we need is the willingness to actually say, what needs to be said in those instances. And the only way that you can figure out what the right thing is to say, to actually be honest, is to try it. Yeah, yeah. And even if the reaction is not super, like I I didn't always have wonderful things that happened to me when I was learning how to tell the truth, learning I was to be honest, but I'm all the better. I'm a better person because I did it. Yeah. So we recommend it to all of you. Leave in the comments if your own personal experiences and how you feel about this Mm -hmm. or how that went when you transitioned from exaggerating to no longer exaggerating and yeah. Tell us your stories. That'd be kind of cool. Dad thing. You got a dad thing. I do. I have only one kid in diapers now. Uh, Whoa, that's pretty trippy, right? 
for Rizzle. Yeah, our groceries, or I guess uh, that would be our Sam's Club bill, went down by like a significant amount every month. That is tremendous. So that is tremendous. Very happy about that. I am building a new swing set, and I am doing a Todd why swing set are you pouring concrete for all these well, a little base? oh just no. a little come on but because because the mostly the swings are for your children but the littles that are still at home are like are we going to be able to use the swings? oh so you want them to be able to swing yes i, I see gotcha. yes so i've got to make it so that there's a 300 pound capacity fair enough that means i can swing on it you're welcome thanks dad thanks so much for listening to potter familius do all the things like, like share, share subscribe, subscribe and possibly become a patron that would be really cool y'all are awesome peace